Good morning, everyone. I'm Pastor Jerry Bond. Welcome to an old cowboy talking about Jesus. Let us go to the Lord in prayer this morning. Father, we just give you praise. We thank you. We magnify your precious son. We just lift him up by the auspices of the Holy Spirit. Thank you for filling us with the Holy Spirit that we can magnify the Lord. We can glorify him because the word says if we lift him up, all men, all boys and girls, men and women everywhere will be drawn to him. So Father, we thank you for the great salvation that you brought forth 2,000 years ago when you brought your son here to this earth to be the, be the sacrificial lamb upon that cross, to be born of a virgin and to be raised and for 33 and a half years brought your good tidings of great joy to all men, all women of everywhere, of every nationality. And we just give you praise and glory in Jesus' name. And all the people said rejoicing, amen. Today we're gonna to talk about an angel of the Lord in the time of seizure, they were all called to be taxed and an angel of the Lord appeared to a guy named Joseph. And he says, good tidings of great joy I have come to bring you today. The good tidings of great joy, God had a plan. And through that plan, he would send his son to be born of a virgin in Bethlehem of Judea in the time of, of Herod the king. And that when this happened, that this son would grow into manhood. He would receive the fullness of the spirit and he would teach the gospel to the face of the earth, to all the known people, and that they would see that God had a plan for the redemption of his people and the restoration of his family back to himself. So today let's talk about Christmas and the good tidings of great joy. We celebrate Christmas not as a time of, of you know, giving of gifts and things like that, but we do come together as family and all the people on the face of the earth are family. We are our brother's keeper. And God had a plan when Adam and Eve sinned in the garden and were cast out and the sin of the world came, came there. And of course we know the story and down through the ages, God had a plan to send forth his son to be born of a virgin. He had to be born this way and the Holy Spirit was his father in Luke and the 10th, the second chapter in the 10th verse, it said, quote, I bring you tidings of good joy. And she says, she, this angel appeared to her, Gabriel, and he says, you're going to have a son. And she said, how can that be? She said, I've never known a man. He said, the Holy Spirit is going to overshadow you and you're going to become pregnant. And this son is going to be uh, the child of God, the son of God. And his government, the government will be upon his shoulders and his name shall be called Jesus and, which, and Emmanuel. God with us. In Isaiah, the seventh chapter and the ninth chapter, it was prophesied 700 years before Jesus was born that God would be sending forth a son and this son would, would be for the salvation of all. So we know the story as it comes along and there's shepherds out in the, in the fields that night and they're guarding their flocks and they're watching over a campfire and, and they're looking at the stars above and they see this star, the star of Bethlehem. And it was a, a sign to them that there was being something happening in, in the city called Bethlehem. So they loaded up and they went to this place. And there they found, as it was prophesied, a baby born in a manger, laying in a manger, born in a stable with the animal because there was no room at the end, which was prophesied. And so they could come to pay their taxes, their homage to the king, Herod. And on their way there, they, they, she was heavy with child. And so they went into the stable and there the son of God was born. And she wrapped him in swaddling clothes and the, the shepherds came and they fell down and they began to worship him and to, and to praise him. 
and they saw this. They saw this great star. And even so, there's a story also in this in this clipping of, of Luke and in Matthew where the Magi, guys that were watching men and women that were watching this, they were astrologers and they were watching the heavens and they saw this star and they took it as a sign. So they traveled from way far east and they came. You know, the story is there's three Magi, but I believe there's many, many more. And as they came and followed this star across the heavens, they came to the town of Bethlehem. And of course, Herod told, you know, they asked him if there was a king born there. And of course, he being a jealous king and a vicious and evil king, he wanted to know where this child was. And they said, we don't know, but we're following this star. And they told him, says, if you find him, come back and tell me so that I may go worship him. Well, we know the story that he was evil and, and he decided to have all the children above a certain age to be killed. And, and they went away in a different way and didn't go back and tell him. So he began to search for this child and to kill all the babies. We know that the baby was born there and the angels came and they worshiped God and there were great glorious heavenly singing and, uh, and all the joyous hymns that we do. And we come together at Christmas and we give one another gifts to represent the birth of Jesus to where he, God gave the most to us, gave us his son for salvation, redemption, and healing, and everything to make us complete in, in the anointed Jesus. And he did that. And so we come together and we have traditions of turkey and ham in America. We have these traditions. In other parts of the earth, they have traditions there. We have fine wines. We have fine things that, the you know, the pecan pie and the pumpkin pie and, and the turkey and the dressing and the sweet potatoes with marshmallows and all the fine breads and, and all the things that we do to, to make this a very special day. But we ought to remember that this is the day when the, that the Lord has made and he made it so that we would reflect and remember that he sent his son, the son of the most high God here to this earth. Now our minds are so belittled and so entwined sometimes in self that we do not look we do not think about the great joy, the great joy that there is redemption. Today, have you stopped and says, I just received that great redemption in my, myself. I just receive you, Jesus, as Lord. I just receive that by the stripes upon your back for healing upon my body. I just receive by the shedding of your blood that you washed and cleanse me from that unrighteousness, from that sin that's entangled me. I just received that tomb that you had there, that I was born into that sin and that degradation against God, and that my heart was so rent and so torn, and that I didn't know that there was a Savior. But I've heard that Christmas represents there's the birth of a Savior, a King, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, the presence of the beauty of the glory. In Isaiah 700 years, in Isaiah 53, it says he was comely and no one would want to worship him, but through, through and by him he bore our sicknesses and our diseases. Who's going to believe the arm of the Lord's report? He was taken and he was buried in a tomb, a barred tomb with the rich, and then he was resurrected for the sins of all the people. So there's a, there's a mighty story here that Christmas represents the things of the Lord. It represents the presence of the Lord. It represents the holiness of the Lord. It represents and shows you the mightiness of how God, through his infinite wisdom, had a plan of redemption for man to restore him back. You know, I think at Christmas we go through and we, we have the time of reflection and we set apart a, a few days where we magnify him, we glorify him, we go to church, we take communion, we repent of our sins, we, we embody one another with love and with great joy and we smile and we're happy and we're giddy and we sing great, great songs, great uh, spiritual songs like Joy to the World, uh, Hark the Herald Angel King, 
you know, uh, go tell it upon the mountain, uh, all of silent night, holy night, you know, that very night that Jesus was born, we reverence that night. No, we need to, even though that is a special night, we need to reverence what God did there in that night, that through this little innocent virgin, she, when the angel Gabriel told her, he says, I'm going to tell you something, and she says, tell me, he says, and, and, of course, we know the story a few days before that or a few months before that, that he appeared to Elizabeth, John the Baptist's mother, and told her that she was going to carry forth a son and he would be the witness for Jesus. He would be the one of the voice in the wilderness, a reed that no one would believe, and that he would speak the things of God and the nation of Israel would repent and come and be baptized with water. But God had a plan to send forth his son and through the death of his son, the Spirit of God would come and envelop and our body would become his temple. So he told Mary, he says, blessed and highly favored are you girl. You're going to have the son of God. And she said, I haven't known a man. And so he tells her that the father, the Holy Spirit would envelop her. And so she says, do it unto me as you have spoken. And he says, you believe. This is where a lot of people need to realize that you have to believe what is spoken to you by God's word. God's word will not lie to you. Jesus is God's word. It is incarnate in me and you. His word came to seek and to save that which was lost, to heal, to set free, to bless, not to tear down, not to cause uh, sin and all the things that happened to folks. God plan, had a plan that he would put forth on this earth that his son and his son would come and save the world. And they called him Emmanuel. And the, the government would be upon his shoulders. And it would be upon his father's throne in Jerusalem, David, in Jerusalem. So we know that sooner or later the second coming, the Lord is going to come to rule and reign from Jerusalem. We know this is going to happen because God's word and plan and set forth this in motion. If you study the birth of Jesus, go back in Isaiah and other places, you're going to find everything that our Father God does. He sets forth through his prophets and through his scripture. Notice in Revelation at the end of it, he says, nothing can be added to this scripture or taken away. So everything God does and going to do has already been done. <clears throat> Pardon me. When Jesus was on the cross, the very last words, he realized that all the scripture that the Father had set forth that he had learned as a child, sitting at the temple when he was 12 years old, and realized that all these things would come to pass because the words are perfect prophetic prophecy and he says I realize this and he gave up the spirit upon the cross but you must realize that Christmas is a time of reflection within your own soul within your own being are you are you satisfied with your life today are you hard are you cruel are you abusing others around you because you can do it are you full of love are you full of joy? Now, a lot of people get joyful when they're on top of the mountain and they have a bank full of money and they're healthy. But are you sick in that ICU room, that assisted living home, or home by, at, at this time when we're celebrating Christmas and you're by yourself, your kids have left you, they won't have anything to do, do with you because you've been hard and mean to them? Or maybe you had a hard divorce and your husband or your wife left you and you're mean and you're... You're full of uh, vengeance. Or maybe you're a, a, a person of color and you feel like you've been abused and you feel like that you got to lash out and instead of saying, Father God, I repent. I receive the birth of your son as my savior and I have that joy. The joy in Nehemiah 8.10, it says, the joy of the Lord is our strength. 
good news of great tidings or great tidings of good news, however you want to say it. It is the fruit of the precious Holy Spirit that lives inside of you. What is happening to you? What has happened to you? What is going to happen to you? Will you say, I'm all right? No, you're not all right until you receive the celebration of Christmas. And then you receive the Easter. And then you receive the Pentecost. You receive those things that God has set forth so that you and I might operate as bold as a lion, but as, as meek as a lamb. You and I might walk in love. You and I might walk in joy because the joy of the Lord is our strength. We might walk in the word because the word sets us free. We shall know the truth and the truth will set us free. Christmas was meant not for the giving of toys that the little children enjoy, even though that is it, but it was called to bring the families back together to worship, to celebrate the birth of a savior. That through his birth, that there would be redemption and upon that cross, there would be fullness would come. And through that fullness, we would be and, and brought in to and led by the Spirit and become sons and daughters of the Most High God. Otherwise, we would be walking in our flesh and in our willingness and our thoughts and what we're doing, what we're saying. You know, we see people all the time and, and we think, well, they're spiritual. Well, the Bible clearly tells you, you shall know a person by their fruit. Well, I go to this church that does this, this, and this. If they don't magnify the Son of God and your life doesn't show the fruit of the Spirit of God, then I would say that you're either not saved or you're lost or you're out of God's perfect will. And Christmas was given so that man, there would be a way of salvation. There would be a way of redemption. There would be a way that God would bring his people back and set them right with himself once again through his great mercy, his great tenderness, his great loving kindness that he loves his children. And all people are his children. He created all of us from, the, from Adam to the end of time through his own hand. He formed man out of dirt and blew life into him. And then he gave us him, himself, the Holy Spirit, to live within our bosom and to cause us to walk in the preciousness and the wonderment of him. Not to walk in the foolishness of our own ways and our own thoughts because our ways are not his way. He told us in Isaiah, he said, I'm doing a new thing. Isaiah 42 and 43, I'm doing a new thing. What is the new thing? Out of stammering lips and speaking in tongues that the people would glorify God. What do we do? We glorify sin. We glorify the devil. We magnify evil. We kill one another with our words. We divorce one another. We, we give our children wrong foods. We don't teach them the way of the Lord. You know, if you, if you get pregnant, a, a woman, man and woman come together, say they're not married, that's sin. God put a family together to, to raise children and to teach the children at, to, to love God and to love each other. If we don't do that, we are in sin. The Bible says if it's not a faith, it's sin. So I tell you this morning, Jesus came as a baby, innocent, innocent, born of a virgin, innocent of any sexual relations. Man did not cause Jesus to be born. Man did not penetrate her body. The Holy Spirit impregnated her by, the, by himself. He did not violate her. He caused that seed of a woman to be born within her through the power of God's word. Through that angel, he said, you will become pregnant and the Holy Spirit will be the father of your child. 
Now it's amazing when Jesus was 30 years old, he came down to the river Jordan and John the Baptist was baptizing and he says, permit it to be done. And he knew that was Jesus was the son of God. The spirit of God in John the Baptist told him that, showed him that. He knew that. And he was doing what he was called to do because Isaiah, and they had all read Isaiah. They knew what Isaiah had prophesied and Zechariah and others. They knew that. And Jesus says, permit it. So he went down under the water and when he came out, the Holy Spirit landed upon Jesus. Well, I thought he was his father. He was, he is. But he landed on him so that he would receive power to do what? To go and preach the gospel. And he said, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. There you saw the father talking, you saw Jesus the son, and you saw the Holy Spirit as the dove. Jesus was led into the wilderness. He was tested and tried in everything that man or, or woman had ever been tested and tried in. It, all those things, he was tried. Out there for 40 days and 40 nights, he hungered and thirsted. But God took care of him. He sustained him just like he'll sustain you. But you got to receive Jesus as the Lord. You got to receive him as King of Kings. You got to receive him as baptizer of the Holy Spirit. You got to receive him as by his stripes on his back, your body has been made whole. You got to do this and speak it. For with the heart, Romans 10, verse 8, he says, The word is nigh thee. What is the word? For with the heart you believe that God's word is real, it's true. For with the heart you believe that Jesus hung up on that cross and that through his beating for the stripes give you healing. Isaiah 53 and 1 Peter 2, 24. Well, I don't know about that. Well, you don't know the word then if you don't know that. Then he says, by his stripes, he, and he hung there till he bled. His blood, the washing of the blood shed, cleansed us. It says over in Hebrews 8, 9, and 10, he says, without the shedding of blood, there would be no cleansing of our sins. He washed us through the shedding of his blood. How can red blood cleanse an ugly thing like me or you? Because God had a plan, and that blood would cleanse us. It cleanses our consciousness. You'll hear people say, well, I can forget your sin, forgive your sins, but I can't forget them. Well, let me tell you something, darling. You better forget them and you better forgive them because if you don't, the Bible says, if you don't forgive and forget, God won't forgive and forget your sin. They're ever present before your mind. Jesus washed those sins away by giving you the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will not come into a vessel that's clean, that's not clean, that is nasty and dirty and full of sin and unrepentant sin and full of pride. Why was Satan cast out of heaven, the most beautiful angelic being? Because he was full of pride. You will not enter the kingdom of heaven here on this earth. You will not enjoy the dictates of the Lord unless you repent of your sins and receive the fullness of salvation, which means to receive Jesus and receive the, the redemption of that and the seal of that by the Holy Spirit. Otherwise, you'll never know you're in sin. Or you're saying you're talking about Christmas and you're talking about Easter. No, I'm talking to you about the life of one beautiful Savior, a baby born without sin, that you and me might, through his life, have something that we need desperately. We need desperately in this earth, on the whole universe that God created, we need desperately for people to receive the Christmas salvation, that there is good news of great joy that a son was born in Bethlehem and that he came to bring redemption to all peoples, to the Jew, to the Gentile, and to all the nations. And that through him, we have Christmas, Christ must, Christ mass, if you're Catholic, Christ mass. Christ means the anointed Messiah living in each of us. Can you walk in that? Can you live in that? 
Don't get religious about this. Be as a little child and receive the joy. Laugh. Jesus loves me, this I know. Why? Because the Bible tells me so. Jesus died on that cross and rose three days later from that tomb to give me resurrection life. Why? Because the Bible tells me so. Jesus filled me with the Holy Spirit because he wanted to be in me and around me all the time so that I might have his presence. God's living in you, Christ, the hope of glory. God cannot live in us without the Spirit. The Spirit is like the wind. Where he comes from, no one knows. In John 3, 6, 7, and 8. I just pray that this message of salvation, this message of a Savior born to bring good tidings of great joy, do you have joy today? You know, it says peace on earth and goodwill to men. He came to bring peace. The only way mankind will ever walk in love and joy and peace is when the Holy Spirit of God fills every vessel. Otherwise, it's flesh. Christians that are carnal. Paul says, I have many things to say to you, but you're still on the milk of the word. I can't feed you the meat of the word. Well, if you don't go study and pursue, perceive and know you're a perceived workman, how are you ever going to receive the thoughts and intents of the Father if you don't study? In Hebrews, the 12th chapter, it says, throw away those, that sin and all those things that easily encumber you and seek Jesus, the author and the finisher of your faith. Faith in what? Well, I got faith in the president. I got faith in the U.S. government. They'll fail you. There's only one person that won't fail you, and that's Jesus, the son of the high God. He was given that day to bring life into me and you. How? By the Holy Spirit. He gave us his word, which is Jesus. He gave us Jesus' his spirit, the spirit of Christ, the spirit of God, to fill this vessel, to teach us the ways of salvation, to teach us the joy. When you have great joy, you're smiling, you're happy. You're telling others. You're praying for the sick. You're giving money and, and helping others that don't have, you know, that are lacking. You know, James talks about, which is the New Testament Proverbs, they say. James says, you know, if you see faith without works, it's dead. Well, I have a lot of Christian friends. They go to church every Sunday. They put a few bucks in the offering plate, and they think they're blessed. I got news for them, and I got news for you. If you don't give your whole self and crucify your flesh and your thoughts, you're not in God's will. Paul said in Galatians 2.20, he says, I was crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I don't live by my faith, but I live by the faith of the Son of God. Jesus says, you know, you must crucify your flesh, take up your cross, and follow after him. What is that cross? That means laying down all the things that are troubling in you and take the joy of the Lord and the peace of God that rules and reigns in our heart by the Holy Spirit and live and walk every day for him with him. But if you don't study God's word and you don't pray and you don't seek his face, you're going to wind up just like the world. You're going to be full of self. You're going to be selfish and you're not going to love God and you're not going to love your neighbor and you'll have unkind things to say. In Titus 1.15, it says, to the pure in heart, all things are pure. To the defiled, all things are defiled. Listen to the TV. They're saying unkind words about each and everybody on there. That is not God. That is people killing people with their mouth. Then first thing you know, they'll take a gun or a weapon or a stick or a rock or they'll march in protest. Who are they marching for and who's being elevated in that? I pray that this message today about Jesus, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, the good tidings of great joy has entered into your heart and penetrated you that there's joy. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Let's pray. Father, we praise you. We magnify your precious son 
who came as a baby, born of a virgin, 2,000 years ago, that each of us could receive him as Lord and Savior, Redeemer, as Emmanuel, as everything. And thank you, Lord, for filling us with your Spirit, teaching us the way of the Lord, showing us how to live in this tumultuous time, showing us that there's an expediency that we must go and tell it upon the mountain, in the valley, and in the cities, and in the villages where Jesus can become Lord and King in their lives also. Help us to love one another unconditionally. Let it be a time of remembrance, a time of fragrance, a time of joy. And all the people said amen. Pray right now that you'll please subscribe to our daily devotions at PastorJerryBond.com. You can view our TV schedule. You can watch a replay of our show there. You can watch it on Facebook and Twitter accounts. You can subscribe there if you'd like. You can go and watch on the replay on the show of this show right here on the YouTube. It's there for you. You can download or listen to the audio version on SoundCloud. It's right there for you. You can go. There's a place called Donations, PastorJerryBond.com slash donations. You can donate online. You can, you can also, you, uh, being in ministries, there's a 5013C. We will send you a slip. It, you can write it off if you'd like. All donations go to buy TV time and CDs. I do not draw a salary. We're not in a brick and mortar building business. We're in getting people, encouraging the brethren through many tribulations to enter the kingdom. The kingdom is now the, and Jesus is ready and willing and wanting to save you, to heal you. But you got to start talking about it. You got to start telling what Jesus, you know, Satan is defeated. Revelation 12, 11, Satan is defeated by the word of your testimony. What is Jesus doing in your life? What is God, your father doing? You can't just go around and say, well, I'm believing God for something. No, you got to put a little action to it. You know, if you don't ever saddle your horse, how are you going to gather your stock? How are you going to get them out of the bushes if you don't gather, get on your horse and go down there where they are? Well, I'm believing God to do something. No, get up and go do something. God honors faith without wavering. God honors you doing that. Being in ministries is a 5013C, post office box 51542, Amarillo, Texas, 79159. Everything that goes in there goes to buy those TV time and do it. And we need your help. We need donations to go out and take this gospel to the ends of the earth. You know, I want to go and do and see. We've seen a lot of salvations in the last little while. Maybe more than 900. We have seen a lot of healings, a lot of deliverances. We've seen miracles of all kinds. God is still in the business. The Holy Spirit is still doing what God sent him to do. I pray that everything you'll do, you'll, you'll give him the glory because it's all about Jesus. Our ministry is not about me. It's about him. It's about what he wants to do in your life and my life every day. But it's not any good if you don't tell it. The good news is Jesus came to seek and to save that which was lost. That's me, that's you, that's the neighbor next door. And he has certain laws and they're, they're written upon our heart. The Lord says, I'm going to write them upon your heart. He's telling you, I am your God. I am your salvation. With long life, I'll satisfy you. I will take care of you. I will furnish all your needs. But you've got to do what he asked you to do. So I pray that this message is just, oh, it's just invigorated you. Down is, it just charged your spirit person. And you're so on fire that you're going to go share. And I pray that all this will do. And we all come in agreement right now. In the name of Jesus, and everybody said, Amen.